Local voices, local conversations. NapaBroadcasting.com. Thanks for joining us once again here at Napa Broadcasting as we continue our conversations with filmmakers that are bringing films to this year's Napa Valley Film Festival. You know, one of the things about the festival is it is a celebration not only of film, but also of wine and food. So it is even more special that we're going to get to have a documentary this year that deals with the subject of food, more specifically Filipino food. The film is Ulam Main Dish. Its director, its filmmaker is Alexandra Cuerdo, and it is my pleasure to have her with us today. Alexandra, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks so much for having me on. Really appreciate it. Well, it's great to have you here. Talk a little bit about Filipino food and the way in which it has become so incredibly popular of late. <laughs> so, you know, it's, uh, it's great that we're starting with that because I'm hungry. And uh, <laughs> the joke is I was hungry and I made a movie. <laughs> um, because Filipino food, you know, at the end of the day, it's really delicious. It's really savory. Um, there's so many different uh, sort of amazing flavors to discover. Um, Filipino food has been called the original fusion food because of the influences uh, from trade and war and colonialism from Spain, China, Malaysia, um, and even the U.S. So it's got so much going on, and I'm really excited to share, uh, you know, my family's food with the world. Um, so it's, it's actually also interesting because you're right. Filipino food has really experienced this unprecedented wave of press over the last few years, you know, with Anthony Bourdain, the late great Anthony Bourdain, uh, talking it up, um, on, you know, various shows of his and, and all over the press. He had once said that sisig, uh, which is the sizzling pork dish, was the ultimate drinking food, which I agree with. <laughs> and um, also, uh, again, the late, great Jonathan, Jonathan Gold, Gold, who right. is the, uh, mm-hmm, the Pulitzer Prize-winning food critic at the L.A. Times, uh, he actually himself was a fan of our film. He programmed it for the very first, uh, it was called the L.A. Times Food Bowl, so he had a film series with it, and he did a, our very first preview and our very first Q&A was with Jonathan Gold. So that was surreal. Um, again, he, you know, was and um, for his entire life was really a big supporter of the Filipino food movement. And I think it's interesting. Um, part of the reason why I think that we're seeing it now more than ever before is we have this new generation of really excellently trained Filipino chefs. So chefs that have been training um, in French kitchens and Italian kitchens, working in Michelin-starred restaurants, and have been really paying their dues over the last 30 years and are finally uh, receiving the shine and uh, having the capital, you know, finding the capital to open up their own places. And these restaurants are winning awards uh, around the country. So it's, we're very excited. It's so interesting that Filipino food was neglected for so long, that, that even while mm-hmm. there was a lot of focus on Asian cuisine in general and various other regions of Asian cuisine, Filipino food for so long was left behind. I, I agree. It's a, tra- it's a tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like... We've spent so long not eating Filipino food as, you know, as Americans. Uh, it's about time. 
You know, something that's been said a lot is that Filipino food is the new trending topic. And uh, I all I have to say to that is I agree to disagree because I've been eating Filipino food for my whole life. <laughs> it's more about the, the recent wave of uh, perception and um, spotlight that's been on it. You know, at the end of the day, if we think a cuisine is good, um, it's really because we've become more educated about it. You know, we know more about it. And I think that the mainstream press has really done a, a great job in beginning to open the door for people who have never had Filipino food before. You know, a question I get asked a lot is, what is Filipino food? Um, and it's so much more than just a collection of dishes. You know, you could say chicken adobo. You could say pancit, which is a great noodle dish. And you could say lumpia, which are those crispy, crispy uh, little egg rolls that you'll see at every Filipino party. You could, you know, you could sort of boil it down to those dishes, but it's, it's so much more than that. It's this, you know, flavor profile. It's savory. It's sour. It's umami. You know, those are the things that I think can really, you know, bind Filipino food together. And you see all these new chefs making new Filipino food dishes all across the country, really pushing the cuisine forward. And again, you know, if you just reduce it down to those, you know, classic dishes, I think you'd be missing out. You know, it's, it's exciting to see what these new young chefs are doing. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm just along for the ride. And the film focuses on a number of these chefs and their restaurants. Tell us about that. Yes, yeah, so um, we're so proud of all of them. <laughs> you know, I started making this film three years ago, and uh, within that time, each and every one of these restaurants has received so many accolades. Um, notably, uh, Food and Wine's best restaurant this year, uh, best restaurant of 2018, is Lhasa, which uh, is a restaurant that didn't really exist three years ago. You know, it was in its pop-up stages. It was still trying to find a home. And because of the Filipino food movement, it finally found its home in Los Angeles and, uh, you know, awards as far as the eye can see. Um, another great restaurant is on the opposite coast in New York, you know, New York City. Uh, Nicole and Miguel um, have this great restaurant, Jeepney and uh, Maharlika, you know, again, two of the, you know, uh, pioneers in the Lower East Side. You know, it's uh, it's really important to have restaurants that are in high rent, uh, high visibility areas because that's how you really cross over the cuisine. Um, and then, of course, the famous uh, Alvin Kailan, probably our most celebrity chef uh, in L.A. He's most known for his breakfast sandwich spot, Egg Slut which is now uh, spread to Las Vegas and has three locations in L.A. And uh, recently he opened up a restaurant in New York that's been making all the top ten lists, uh, Vogue, Eater, Thrillist, you name it. Uh, and it's called The Usual, which is uh, his idea being that it's comfort food, uh, basically, right? You get the usual, but it's sort of seen through the eyes of, uh, of immigrants, you know, and the kids of immigrants. So it was really a, a big diversity, you know, a lot to choose from. Talk a little bit about, as a filmmaker, the process of making a documentary that is about food and chefs and restaurants. 
Gosh, it's uh, it's been a very delicious process, <laughs> you know, being able to um, to try, you know, each and every one of the dishes that I filmed. That was probably the biggest perk. Um, but in terms of the difficulties behind it, you know, at the very beginning, when you're making a film independently, a lot of times you have to convince people that what you're doing is uh, worth a ton or worth worth the money, you know. Um, uh, the reason why the film took three years is because we were raising funds throughout the entire process. And, you know, for what it's worth, looking back, I think that it was a blessing in disguise because we were able to chart the movement as it was developing. We were really in the right place at the right time. And I think that it's given the film a lot of perspective. The fact that we were able to do the film in both L.A. and New York uh, I'm from the L.A. area originally, and my co-producer and cinematographer, John Floresca, is from New York City uh, and lives in Jersey City now. So we were really able to get a bigger picture of the country as a whole and how we're seeing Filipino food now pop up all over the United States. You know, we were just in Boston, and there's a new Filipino food restaurant in Boston uh, that's coming up called Tana. You know, we're going to Toronto very soon. There's a bunch of great Filipino restaurants there, including La Mesa. And so it's it's really great to see uh, the movement change and expand and really grow organically because there is interest, um, because people are, no pun intended, hungry for something new. You said something interesting before when you were talking about that you've been eating this food your whole life. When people in the Filipino community see this film and see the way it has become so popular, the way in which you know major restaurants are now taking this seriously, talk a little bit about the way they react to their native food becoming <laughs> so trendy. Oh, my gosh. I, you know, that's a great question because it's kind of like— Imagine you had an aunt and she made the best apple pie that you've ever had. And everybody in your community knew she made the best apple pie. And then a chef comes into your city and opens up a pie shop and says, I make an apple pie. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's kind of like that. There's a little bit of, you know, wow, we're so excited and happy for the chef. And then there's that person that's saying, well, what about my apple pie? You know, what about my version of Filipino food? <laughs> you know? And so it's, it's really been a process of, of educating and really opening the minds of, you know, even um, the pioneers in our own community and saying, look, like, you know, a lot of these chefs, you know, they really have their heart in the right place. You know, they're tr they've been trained, you know, they've been stodging at the best restaurants around the country and so we know their food is good um but it, it doesn't mean that the food that came before wasn't good right you know we all stand on the shoulders of giants we're here because of the work that you know our parents and our grandparents have done for generations you know filipinos have been here for literally 100 years so it's it's an interesting uh point in the community i think that with the younger generation it's 100% excitement, you know? It's like, 
finally they're seeing something on screen that really validates their feelings of being not just Filipino, but Filipino American. You know, there's something really special in that identity, you know, which basically means that you're taking things you learn from your parents, you're taking your sort of family traditions, and then you're also taking the tradition of being American, which is really, you know, from my perspective, trying something new striking out on your own, you know, being a little bit of a maverick, being a little bit of a rebel. And a lot of these chefs, you know, they really rebelled against their uh, their parents and their families, you know. It's a, it's a very stereotypical and traditional immigrant thing to want your kid to be successful in a traditional way, which really in the Filipino community means doctor, lawyer, engineer. <laughs> so to be a chef, um, you know, that is in its own way an act of rebellion. And so a lot of these young kids, they come out to see, you know, Ulam, and they come up to us afterwards saying, wow, you know, I never knew that there were other people out there that made it. You know, this film inspires me to, uh, you know, pursue my own career path. And some of those kids want to be chefs. So, you know, we're so proud that we can do that for the community. And uh, we hope that we can inspire a new generation of and Alexandra, tell us a little bit about your career as a filmmaker prior to Ulam. Oh, gosh, I've been working in film uh, for the last seven years. <laughs> so I uh, started out, um, I went to school at UCLA. I'm a, I'm a California girl and uh, studied film there. And then from that point on, I worked at uh, a bunch of major studios, uh, Walt Disney Imagineering, I worked at Sony Pictures, Participant Media, and then I eventually moved into production. Uh, and by that, uh, I meant that my first job um, in New York City was uh, working for Mr. George Clooney uh, as an on-set assistant. <laughs> so that was a great crash course into learning what big sets look like. And uh, worked, you know, ever since then. So I've really worked in pretty much every position uh, possible on a film set. And I think it really helped me when striking out on my own. You know, this is my first uh, feature film. So I'm very excited and uh, proud that we've, uh, we've gone so far with it. You know, and I, I'm excited to see what happens in the future with Ulam. Alexandra Cuerdo, her film is Ulam, Main Dish. It'll be screening at the Napa Valley Film Festival in just a week's time. Alexandra, I thank you so much for spending time with us today. Absolutely. Thank you so much, and uh, I hope the film makes you hungry. Well, I'm sure it will. <laughs> thank you. Wine, food, talk. NapaBroadcasting.com.